we learn about the significance of the Jordan River and um, kind of where it started and where it finished and what they needed to do to submerge themselves through the Jordan River to cross into the Promised Land. And um, I believe the Promised Land is an is a Old Testament um, like projection into the New Testament and it's a metaphor for his plans and his purposes for our lives. But I think, um, I think deeper than that, it's a, it's a metaphor for him. The promised land is a metaphor for who he is. Um, and that leads me quite nicely onto this topic. So, um, exploring the who. I, I believe the greatest revelation you can have in your life is knowing who he is or knowing him. And we can know a lot about him, but the revelation is knowing him. For example, my mum uh, makes an incredible chocolate cake. <laughs> uh, and I can, I can tell you what it tastes like, and I can describe how rich the chocolate is, and I can tell you what it smells like, and I can tell you roughly how long it takes to make it, and I can definitely tell you how long it takes to eat it. <laughs> uh, and um, you can hear uh, what my mum's chocolate cake is like from other people that they've tried it. So you can know a lot about it just from hearing stuff, but until you come and taste and see um, the chocolate cake, you're not going to know it. You're going to know a lot about it, but until you taste it, you're not going to know it. So the, I believe the Lord's highest priority for us is that we know Him. So if we, if we jump into some scripture, um, we have uh, John 17, 3, and this is uh, an account of Jesus praying um, to the Father. Um, side note, oh, praying doesn't have to be heads down, eyes closed. I've really been um, experiencing um, that the praying is, uh, is communicating, is talking with the Lord, and um, if we, if we fall back into a default of closing our eyes and bowing our heads, we might potentially miss something if it's just default. Let's pray. Um, what, if, uh, what if the Lord wants to meet us face to face, but we have our eyes closed? That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'll just leave that. <laughs> uh, anyway, John 17, 3, Jesus is talking or he's praying to the Father. And, um, and um, in the midst of this epic conversation that, that we can read, he, he, says, he says, this is eternal life, that they who us would know you, God. This is eternal life, we would know him. So we've just defined, or Jesus has just defined what eternal life looks like. And what that, that, that means is, if I can know now, it means eternal life has started for me now. Eternal life isn't when you die, you can get into heaven, and heaven's eternal life pet. It's not about getting into heaven, it's about heaven getting into me now. Um, so eternal life, it's, it's not just death, heaven, and then it's eternal life. What if death is simply a doorway to knowing more of him? Um, so just, just hold that for a second. And we're going to jump to um, one of the uh, most well-known Scriptures, John 3, 16, and before you just switch off. <laughs> um, I kind of just want to simplify it and maybe change how we say it, because, again, we can default into saying John 
So from, the, from, from scripture, um, John 3.16 is, For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will perish, but have eternal life. And we can, you know, we can recite that, and we can recite that, and that's awesome. Um, however, I just want to press into it. And I'm just going to break it down, but into three different parts. Okay, so it starts with, um, For God so loved. Um, he, he wasn't in the throne room one day and he, he did tap Jesus on the back and say, man, these guys are such screw-ups, we've got to do something about this. When are they ever going to learn? Like, do I have to do everything for them? No, I, I believe he was like, I, I see their potential and I see what, they've made, what I've made them for and I'm willing to lay down everything for it because I love them. And I think that's the key thing we have to know about him but also know of him that he loves us. He's not, a, he's not ashamed, he's not disappointed, he's not displeased with us. His, his whole plan um, starts with him loving us. So, God, um, that's the first part. God so loved the world. The next part is that um, he gave us one and only son. I think when, um, as I was growing up, I kind of, I had this like subconscious idea that God he loved us and he wanted to save us, but he couldn't fully commit, and so he sent his son instead. He could just watch. <laughs> um, and, and I've kind of grown up with this subconscious idea, and um, just, just think about it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Jesus is the son because he had to do what he did as a man, so he had to be born. And if you're a male child to your parents, you're a son. So he, he is actually God incarnate, he is God with flesh on. Um, so you can read that first um, part that God so loved the world that he stepped into it he didn't send his son to do it for he, it's him himself he stepped into it um, that anyone who believes in him won't perish but have what? eternal life what, what do we define eternal life as? or did Jesus as knowing him? so God so loved us he so saw our potential that he stepped into the world to be a model, to, to model life for us, to be accessible, why? So that we can know Him. And so that's where eternal life starts, is, is knowing Him. It's what, it's what Jesus says. So He stepped into the world because He wants us to know Him. That's the, that's the whole reason for, for this. And I believe once we, once we get that, and once we we push into knowing him and we, and we start to know him, everything in our life changes. And, and um, there's, there's so much scripture that backs this up. Um, for example, Jesus says, the truth sets you free. Jesus also says, I am the way, I am the truth. truth. So if we know the truth, and he is the truth, we have to know him, and we get set free. I think for a simple guy that makes quite a lot of sense. I don't know. I think we have an incredible gift of uh, overthinking things when when it can be quite simple. I'm not putting down intellect and thinking, but um, I think Jesus is keeping it pretty simple. He says, um, "He says in this life you're going to have troubles, but take heart, I've overcome." So we have to know him and his overcoming ability um, to not be troubled by our troubles. And I think um, I think it's very 
uh, for me it's very easy to stand up here and, and talk about knowing him. Uh, however, I can't make you know him. I can talk about the importance of it and I can point you towards him and, and, and express his heart for us to know him, but I can't actually physically make you know him or know him more. Um, that's actually um, down to you personally. I think one way we, we do that is um, we can do it together in, in, in worship and we can encounter him and you know, we go to small groups. But if, um, if you're only finding him or, or seeking him on a Sunday evening or um, once midweek and a hunger if it's not enough. You, you have to be actively seeking him um, on your own. And so I just wrote down just a couple of um, ideas and, and things that I do and, and things the scripture says that can help us know him more. Um, so here's the first thing. Um, we have to set aside time to seek him. And uh, I, think, I think the world... Um, uh, the world teaches us a, a very uh, different thing about time, that we always have to be doing something, we always have to be busy and, you know, get through this kind of term or, or, or you know, a couple of weeks of work and then we go on a vacation and we can go somewhere and do lots of things and relax and, um, and but we can fill our lives with doing things and we can miss just being still. And so we can't, um, we can't find time in our lives, we have to set aside time, we have to make time. Um, so for me, for example, um, that's um, when I'm driving to um, the places that I work. So I have a couple of jobs, but every time I jump in the car, I'm on my own. Um, before I put on music or turn on the radio, um, I talk to him. And I, I don't, when I'm in the car, I don't have to bow my head close my eyes. <laughs> I can just talk to him because he's in the car with me. Um, and um, I feel like lots of, um, as I've been learning to do this, it can feel quite awkward because you might not know what to say. And so my next point, which helps this, is turning scripture into conversation. Which, which means that when we're reading scripture, um, we're not just like reading a book, but we're actually communing, we're actually spending time with the Lord. Um, so an example of that is that he says, um, or scripture says that when we seek him, we'll find him. And so I turn on the car and I start driving to work and I say, Father, I thank you that, that when I seek you, I find you and I'm seeking you right now and you can fill this car. And, um, and it, it puts my heart and, and my head and the atmosphere of the car into this place that you know, maybe I'm not just driving to work, maybe, I'm, maybe I shouldn't just turn on Nova and, and listen to music, sorry. <laughs> but okay, you know, I'm just going to commune with the Lord. I'm just going gonna, gonna to drive to work with him instead of um, Marty. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and... And his promise is that when we seek him, we what? We find him. And so we're not going to be let down. He's not going to not show up in the car. His promise is he's with me always. And when I draw near to him, he draws into me. Which, again, I turn into scripture. I say, thank you, Father. I'm, I'm coming towards you. And you're coming towards me. And it's good. And, and so I, my heart... Now is I want to I want to spur you on into your secret time. Like I said, I can't make you know him right now. I can 
help you know about him more, but you have to know him, you have to seek him. The Lord's highest priority is that you would know him. And um, that's where I've been for the last week, just that in my head, and I think just even planning it, I've been seeking him more, and, and understanding that he wants me to know him, so he's not going to let me down. I think that's incredible. I um yeah, I kind of wanted to just keep this one of this evening um, pretty simple because um because it's it, it's that simple. The the gospel is as simple as as the Father loved us so much He stepped into the world that we would know, and He's made Himself accessible. That we would know him, and, and um, yeah, and that's the that's the platform that we're going to build on for the for the next coming weeks, and and it starts with knowing him. We can't really, I don't believe, um, we can really go anywhere unless we know him, unless we're seeking him, and um, you know that doesn't mean amazing like experiences in the car or you know in in the secret like in your, in your bedroom that. You know, you get transported to heaven or whatever. It can be, it can be subtle and simple. I often, I often hear best from the Lord when I'm in the shower because I don't know a waterproof phone, I don't know if these are things, but like I can't get distracted in the shower. You're kind of just there for one reason, and and I think without knowing it, you kind of steal yourself, and you know you don't really do much. You just let the water fall on you, and and often. That's when the Lord encounters me because my mind is just open and I'm not thinking about, you know, I like spending a lot of time in just a warm shower. <laughs> and, so, and so the Lord, just, he knows that about me. And so he's like, awesome, let's just drop some thoughts into his head and they can get pretty random. Um, and and he, he wants us to, to experience that in, in every aspect of it. There's, there's, no, there's no aspect of your life that he's not going to meet you in. If you want to, um, in the car, in the shower, at work, um, and I, I want to encourage you to to simply be in a place and just say, Father, would you just come? Can I just know you more? And and he's going to turn up. He's not going to let you down. And and if you if you hear something, you just got to go with it. Um, I was in I was in the shower the other day, and um, two weeks ago. I've been in the shower pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Since, uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, I was having a shower and the Lord said to me, um, the Lord said to me, why don't you not shave for a while? And uh, if you know the Pearson family, um, we can't grow facial hair. And so I was like, oh, you know what, maybe, maybe that's not a good thing, you don't know what I look like when I don't shave. And the Lord was like, obviously, he does know what he, I look like. And, um, and so I just got to be able to talk to him in the shower about why am I not shaving for a couple of weeks. And I've actually only shaved this with Nathan and Amanda, so nobody else knows this, so feel, um, feel, feel special for this. <laughs> um, basically, he was, teaching me, he was teaching me about how I felt towards discovery. And... Um, and 
Yeah, because I was coming away from discovery for a long time, being like, man, you know, this feels uncomfortable, and um, you know, I'm not sure it looks good or looks right, and I don't, I don't understand this. And so the Lord was like, why don't you grow your facial hair out? Because, um, because you, you feel the same way about discovery as you do when you don't shave. And so I was feeling uncomfortable, and I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. And um, and actually, it was all right for about a week because you can't see anything. But then after that, it's, just, it's really bad. And um, an interesting thing is, is um, um, my my boss at work, um, not Nathan, in in, in, in Kirui, in a, uh, I was working in a warehouse, and my um, boss would say things to me um, about my facial hair. And, and he, um, one thing you've got to know about Alan is that um, he. He will take any opportunity he can to throw an insult at you, and so I was just giving him a full, a full a range of insults to throw at me about my facial hair. Um, and, and every time he hit me, um, and he would say things to me, it was all, it was like fun games for him. Um, and and I, would, I would he would go upstairs and I'd go back to my desk and, and um, do work, and the Lord would talk to me because I'm open for him to meet me wherever I am. And, and he would say, yeah, some of the things that he would say to me were some of the things I was thinking towards discovery. It was, it was incredible. And, and so I'd go back to my desk and I'd be like, man, I, you're teaching me through my poor excuse for a beard. <laughs> um, and he, he knows me for that. And, but I had, to, I had to seek him and, and find him for a place that I can stand in the shower and he's just going to come and talk to me. Um, and, and I'm not trying to, like, trying to learn me and say, look, you know, I, I hear the Lord, but I've spent time in, in a secret place saying, Father, I want you to talk to me, I want, I want to know you, uh, and, and he does, and, and you get to a place where he tells you some, to do some weird things, and if, if you know him, you know there's good from it, and um, I actually uh, had to do it again this week, um, the, the big thing, and uh, I woke up this morning, and I, I wasn't looking great, and I was like, Jesus, can I please shave right now? Because lots of people are going to see me tonight. And, uh, and so I shaved. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> um, but that's his heart. He, he, he knows that we would laugh about it, and I can laugh with all about it and, and with you about it. And, um, and it comes from knowing him. And, and that's open for all of us. It's an open invitation to grow your beer out. It's an invitation from the Lord to say, I want you to know me. And that's the whole reason I, I did everything that we're going to explore for the next couple of weeks. Everything um, that, that I came to do is that you would know me, you would come closer to me. And, and you watching you, your whole life is, it will change, or it is changed. And, um, things just keep coming to me. Um, his, his kindness leads us to repentance. So if we know him, we know his kindness. And repentance is when you just flip your whole life and you follow him. And, and, and you're, you're walking towards him instead of the other way that you were going. And so we have to know his kindness. We have to experience his kindness. It's all about knowing him. Um, not knowing about his kindness. We can sing, you're a good, good father. We've got, to, we've got to know it. And uh, that's your experience and that's your time. And that's all I had for this evening. And um, 
I want to set aside some time to get to know them. Um, uh, just before the kids come back in. Um, so I'm trying to walk deep in there. Yeah, we need to stand or, or sit. It's not, <laughs> it's not going to be hot. <laughs> 